topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Googleization Nation, and thanks for listening to Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization. Uh, welcome, Joyce. For Thank you. So, and uh, hopefully by next week, the uh, the com- new commercial, the new <laughs> intro, will be there. Just to have hopefully, a little, hopefully, had a little bit of a glitch on the uh, on the uh, voiceover uh, and uh, and getting it to work with the uh, with with the video. So, hopefully, we'll be there. But uh, it's good to see you again. Um, good to and, see. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, you're feeling better this week than than last week when you're recovering <laughs> from some troubles. Yes. So, yeah, we got an uh, exciting week. Uh, one of my favorite shows. Uh, this is the thir- this is probably the fourth or fifth time um, our guest was on, Kevin Grossman from the Talent Board. But one of my favorite subjects, certainly something I talk about all the time, about the candidate experience, uh, which obviously leads into the bigger picture of employee experience. Um, but we'll be talking about the just released, just came out last week, the 2020 candidate experience research. Uh, and uh, for those who aren't familiar with the talent board or the research, uh, it's based on uh, this year's study. I don't remember what the last year's statistics were, but la- it was. it's based on 150,000, 153,000 interviews, surveys, big, big number. Quite a sample, uh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, with, with uh, candidates uh, through 133 companies. That's just in North America. They do this worldwide. So it's, uh, you know, the research that comes out of it is very strong. So we're talking about that. Some interesting changes uh, this year. They, again, we'll see if they're going to be consistent or not. But there's still a lot of problems going on. I mean, there's still... You know, a lot of work to be done on the candidate experience. And a lot. Uh, yeah, and that is one of the things we'll talk about with Kevin, or just, I don't know if we'll talk about this, but they only measure the candidate experience from the time somebody applies. So ah. uh, they can go backwards and say, how is the experience getting into the application? But they're really only measuring it there. So it's it's a portion of a sampling, but there's how many candidates um, well, one is how many companies don't participate in the survey, and and it's usually the best of the best that are interested in improving that participate in surveys. Right, <laughs> so, right. You know, I don't even know if it's a, of a, an 80-20 rule, but it might be the 10-90 rule at that point. But the other thing uh, that happens is, is that what about all the candidates that are that don't participate because they weren't in that process? Um, right. Ton, because a lot of other conversations are just, yeah, it, it, it's just not good where the candidate experience is uh, on, on this. Last week, uh, we talked about on one of the roundtables, the JobSync roundtable, we were talking about the employee experience and the candidate experience. Uh, in fact, uh, one of uh, Kevin's partners, and he may show up today, is Jerry Crispin. Who, oh, you know, Jerry might show up. Great. Yeah, yeah, he had a conflict. Uh, he was supposed to be here, and then he had a, a conflict. So he may or may not uh, be be participating. Um, but he he was uh, on a on a roundtable last week that we were with Craig Fisher that we were talking about uh, the candidate experience and. You know, essentially, it came down to the HR tech stack that people try to solve candidate experience with different technologies, which is fine, except right. people keep creating this tech stack. And I I talked about it as the Jenga tower, um, you know, that we, <laughs> that, that we, oh, we got that move. We pulled out the peg. Now we got another one in and we build it higher and higher. And they go, it's working, but it's pretty fragile and we don't want to bump it. So that's um, so again, the, the whole candidate experience needs to be revamped. Um, the work that uh, the town port does is just outstanding. So we want to get to uh, Kevin real quick. And then we also have our bonus section ahead of the curve this week. Uh, it's going to feature uh, our buddy Mike, uh, Mike Spramuli. And we're going to be talking about, about Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah. Yes. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. And uh, again, it's sort of the new rage. It's sort of where 
Facebook, Twitter was um, 12, 13 years ago. Right. Said, oh, I don't, I don't have time for this stuff. Oh, my kids use that. Uh, but there's a lot of big people. The other night they had uh, Elon Musk did a whole session uh, wow. conversation, a lot, of, a lot of buzz yesterday about Jeff Bezos. So, um, yes, there's some trivial stuff going on that may not be highly relevant, but there's some really, really good conversations going on about the future of education, future of work, future of jobs, f- uh, climate change uh, with some very, very powerful people that are contributing. So we're going to find that a little bit more. Sounds like sounds like uh, it's a platform that everyone should know about. And I'm glad we've got Mike on to tell them about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So today, um, before we get there, I just want to make sure that everybody uh, for for updates about a future podcast uh, about upcoming webinars going to be doing an adaptability summit uh, in March. If you want to be on the list, be first uh, be able to register, uh, get some bonuses with that. Please sign up for Googleization Nation. Just go to googleizationnation.com. All we need is a first name and an email address, and uh, you'll get updates about the podcast and um, anything else that's you know happening. Uh, the other thing is we're really excited about introducing a new sponsor today, Ingomu, um, and we will, really excited. Yeah, so you'll hear a little bit about them, and then uh, right before we 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 break, we'll, I'll have you you know a lot more about them, Joyce, than I do so far. So we'll have you do a little intro uh, for them. But we're very sure. very grateful that Ingomo is now uh, part awesome. of Skis yeah, and Googleization. So with that said, um, why don't we move right into uh, to to get Kevin on here? Kevin on right. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, Kevin uh, is part of the uh, is president and uh, one of the founders of the Talent Board. Uh, Kevin, welcome back. Uh, not, not one of the founders. I wish I could claim that. Oh, okay. All right. I, I was, but I was involved early on in, yeah. in, as a volunteer. Um, Jerry Crispin, Ed Newman, and Elaine Orler are the ones who put it together and eventually recruited me on board to help run the Talent Board. So very, I knew you were involved for a, a long okay. time. So we'll, you know, this we'll is- these kids today in their clubhouse, I'm barely hanging on to Facebook. I, <laughs> I don't even know. And I just checked out Reddit for the first time, believe it or not. Never had gone because of all the buzz around the stock trading. So anyway, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Kevin, thanks for the compliment about being one of those kids in clubhouse. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah there, there, there's some of us older kids that are trying to, to figure it out and find our way. Back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So it's excellent. So really excited about the, uh, the the new report that came out, and uh, you know we certainly want to talk about some of the key takeaways, some of the differences yes, uh, from 2019. I was really excited, and I, I know you guys were were anticipating you know what changed because last year was sort of a crazy year. Uh, many companies were still in super hiring mode um, because not every industry uh, collapsed. Not 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 like right. entertainment or hospitality and and uh, some travel. So what was so? I think I was correct. The overview was you had one hundred and fifty three thousand candidates Is in North right? America. Yeah, and and, and almost wow. two hundred companies that participated this this last year overall globally. Um, one hundred wow. one hundred and thirty five ish from North America. Yeah, is is that about the so, same as as prior years? No, I mean it was it, last year was was we were down in participation. I mean, obviously because of the of COVID nineteen and the impact on a lot of industries that we usually saw greater participation from that you know unfortunately were decimated and are still struggling now. But mm-hmm. as you said, there definitely were industries, technology, finance and insurance, some services sectors, even some consumer goods for that matter, and others that fared much better and continued to. But um, we definitely saw it, it was down in participation because of that impact, though. But still a really good data. I, I'm fascinated by the fact that you're doing this globally and we're just getting to see the North American part. Today. Yeah, it's all, it's all done. Well, you, we were trying to get it all done and out the door um, before the holidays, but because of everything, our deadlines sliding because of COVID um, and the survey deadlines when companies ha- had to complete their their candidate surveys, everything yes. kind of moved. But all the research is actually available now on, on our re- website for free, um, all regions. So North America, MIA, APAC, and Latin America as well. Those are those other three are smaller data sets, but still good, really good information. And, and for the website, and I always make, I, I want to make sure it's the, it's the 
thetalentboard.org. .org, the talent board. Yeah, right. You have to make this the T. I, I, I always experiment a little bit. It's like, which which one is it? Is it, does it have the V or the? Or yeah, it's the, 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 the yeah. T-H-E, T-H-E, not T-H-E, yeah. right? <laughs> like, so let's, what was, I, I guess, throwing it back to you, what were some of, what was the biggest surprise that you saw? What, what, what did you not anticipate? So here, let's, if we go into that way back machine, and my goodness, doesn't it feels like 10 years ago now that considering what we've all been experiencing since um, COVID has impacted the global Surely. economy, not just, right? I mean, it's, right. and it's still happening, still going on today. So right. if you go back, we, we were really excited. I think that a lot of organizations, a lot of companies, businesses were super excited about uh, uh, another boom year going into 2020, right? We had the lowest unemployment in decades, right? month after month job growth. And it was, it felt like a really exciting time. And we were hoping, you know, it looks like maybe we can get hundreds of companies to participate this year. And then come March, and I say March 13th, because my youngest daughter, who's 10, we've been distance learning since last March. We're still not back in school yet in California. And um, that she remembers that quite well, because that was the last day of in-person school, Friday the 13th. And so (laughs) that then all of a sudden, everything changed. But one of the things though, with companies still were participating, we were still gathering data. and, And as we began to look at it, there were some very unique things that we saw that we hadn't seen previous. So for example, there's, there's a lot of key ratings that we asked the candidates to give us about that company specifically that they had gone through the process. So the way our model works is that an organization, a business participates, they survey a pool of candidates across job types usually and asking them about their experience at that one company. It's anonymized um, uh, responses and uh, confidential for the candidates as well as the companies, except for those, which I'll touch on, I guess, later about who win our candy awards. Anyway, so the what we saw was that one of the key questions that we ask in the beginning of the survey is, based on your experience, what kind of a relationship are you going to have sure. as a business and a brand going forward? And the the answers go from, I had a great experience, I'm going to increase my relationship, which means really I'm going to apply again and refer others potentially. And for consumer-based businesses, it could impact purchasing decisions, like I'm willing to buy more stuff and because have brand affinity. The other end of that scale is I had a horrible experience, I'm done. It's what we also call the resentment rate. I'm not willing to do anything with your business or your brand again going forward. The great, that great experience, the willingness to increase the relationship increased over 40% in North America. Wow. And it, and it is something that is um, quite dramatic. Um, actually, for, let me strike that. It increased over 20%. The resentment rate decreased 43%. That's to be more accurate. So, but the fact of the matter is wow. we weren't expecting to see that, right? We're, here we are, millions of people now are being furloughed and laid off. And candidates have been put on hold, but yet their positive ratings, the sentiment was higher. Now, you touched on this, Ira, when you were introducing the the talent board and the research that we do, that even in the best of years, most of the organizations that are participating are already leaning into wanting to make improvements in recruiting and hiring. They're willing to take that step to get that data from their candidates. So there is this this um, kind of leaning in on wanting to improve and have, but not to jump that much more on the positive side and to reduce, because prior to 2020, the resentment rate, as we call it, in North America especially, was going like this. It had, wow. It had increased 40% since 2016. So we thought we'd see more of the same, maybe mixed, but not that other way around. And a couple of things what we know now is that when employers were put into that a forced level of transparency like they had never experienced before, right? What do you tell the candidates that were ready to come in for interviews that now you have to put on hold because we have to virtualize everything? What do you tell the new hires that had start dates that now have to get pushed out because we don't know what's going to happen with the business? What do you tell your employees what we're trying to do to keep our business moving forward and avoiding furloughs and layoffs, which unfortunately some companies could not avoid? That 
empathic communication was really amplified. Um, not for uh, not every company, but a lot of our candy community companies that were leaning into that. We saw that increase. That was one of the reasons why we think it drove the positive experience. Candidates obviously were, had to be more forgiving, right? Because there's now millions of people out of work. Even the hourly population, the one that was probably, I would argue, the most decimated to date mm-hmm. in the in the impact of COVID, um, still had had some of the highest positive ratings that we'd seen in that population for years. It, it's like it didn't really make sense, but it does now. Now, based on what we know, and I think the 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 empathic communication constantly trying to help figure this is what we're doing in our business and the candidates being more forgiving made drove those changes. So, so I, I, it's a higher level of communication with the candidates, which I've always maintained was a was yeah. is a good idea. Well, and that's both automation and human interaction, right? Right, right. So you were so Ira, you were talking about the the, the this event that you did with JobSync, I believe, right? About talking right. about the tech stack. So, and so I've the past year or so, I've been having this 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 kind of a mantra where I say, the candidates don't care about your tech stack. They don't care about whether you have a chat bot or not on the site. What they care about first and foremost is getting a job. But we know if you run the numbers, unfortunately, majority of people for any given job at any given time is not going, they're not going to get hired. In fact, their journey ends after applying. That's as far as they're ever going to get. A much smaller tier will get screened, interview, assessed, maybe made offers to, and then that much smaller percentage gets hired. 93% of the North American candidates in our research last year didn't get the job. That reflects real life to a certain degree. And so, but what they do care about is the experience that they have interacting with technologies. And, and again, it goes back to communication, engagement, expectation setting, and a lot of that is going to be driven by recruiting technologies today. And if I at least can get questions answered on your career site from a chatbot where I got had no communication before, we see that as a positive and it does increase the positive sentiment in our data. So recruiting and, technologies. And you want candidates and you want candidates who are not embraced and taken on to also have a positive. Uh, feeling or or thought about the organization right. so that maybe sometime in the future when you might be recu- re- recruiting and that they might have come in second, they might then be able to take a job with that same company. Yeah, potentially. The, 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 the perception of the candidate when it's more positive of their experience, there are more willing to look again and be willing to, maybe there is another position down the line, um, or I'm willing to buy stuff from your company still because I'm a fan of the brand. And I did, you know, you were fair to me at the point of telling somebody, no, it, there's always negative sentiment that skews down. It's never, that's never going to go away. That's just part of the experience, no matter how great that candidate experience is, but it's never going to be about happy candidates because they're only going to be happy if they, unless they get hired. If they don't get hired, then it's about their, how fair was the process? That's what we see engage every year. So, so Kevin, I think we talked about. I don't, I don't remember which of our conversations this came out on, uh, and I don't remember it was you or Jerry that had said this. But the, the people who are ejected, there, there's a natural dissatisfaction. There's an unhappiness. Yeah. There's a resentment. I mean, yeah. it's part of it. I didn't get the job, so, uh, and I think I deserved it. Yeah. So that always could be reflected a little bit change. But what I found remarkable last year in in the in the I'm still going through all the reports. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Last year, you know, on the on the perception graph, the NPS graph, the net yeah. score graph, the mm-hmm. perception, the difference of perception between employers and candidates. Yes. Um, the gap with um, I think it was with uh, researching, applying uh, all, all, everything, but the not selected category closed. The gaps closed. Yes, they did right. from the year before. Mm-hmm. But what I what was interesting in, in 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 going with this conversation is 
last year, the employers gave themselves a 20 rating on not selected, how they dealt with the people who were rejected. Right. And just to give people a reference, between zero and 50 is, it's okay. Yeah, you know, the, way that we look at net, the way that we look at net promoter, we don't, we're not going through the lens of promoters and detractors like in consumer-based net promoter, but we're, anything, any score, because this is such a negative sentiment already out of the gate, right. any positive NPS is, is okay. Right, right. So, it, it, so again, between zero and 50 is okay. Above 50 is where you want to be. Yeah, okay. uh, below 50 is not, below zero is not where you want to be. The, the candidate seems to be pretty low. Well, not only that, but but you said everything improved, except that the not selected employer perception decreased. Yes, it went from twenty to seven. It they, yeah, they're, well, their 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 kind of self assessment even went down um, right. itself. But it, but the but no matter and it was so. This is what we call awareness alignment, and when when we go from the year before in 2019, there were definitely pretty wide gaps in what how employers, and we usually saw that year after year where employers always rate themselves higher right. than the candidates do. That was pretty normal. It does vary in the other regions, but they're similar when you look at those charts, except for when we get into 2020, where um, employers understood that this is a different world today for the most part. When, the, when our research really started to gather steam was when COVID it impacted and the candidates themselves. So that, that awareness alignment was there, how we're delivering recruiting and hiring and the reality of this, what's in the world today and how candidates are perceiving that, except when they're rejected. Right. And that's always going to skew more negative, even though the employers went down in their rating as well. So that could be a positive that the employer's perception yes, that what they're doing went down. It's like, oh, hopefully it means that we need to improve it. What was interesting is the yeah. employee, the candidate's perception who, of the people who got rejected got less bad. It went from like 39 to 34. A little bit. Yeah, it did. It did actually. It's still pretty bad. It's still 30, minus it 30. Does. I mean, it did align. The awareness alignment did align, again, with what we saw with the, with the overall elevation of positive sentiment across the journey, as we call it, and the um, employers being more realistic, I think, overall with their ratings. But when you get to the offer and onboard stage, it still is pretty similar year after year where it either levels out or flips, where that's where you get the halo effect with candidates, because I am getting an offer. I am getting hired. I'm more likely to rate you higher at that point. Although what we've seen, though, mm. from 2020 and the past few years, employers always feel like they have more work to do at onboarding. That's not unusual, which is why they tend to rate themselves lower uh, across all the regions than their candidates are rating. Yeah. But that but it was interesting again to see it just aligned with what we what we did end up knowing about last year is that that awareness alignment was much tighter than we had ever seen before. Right. And, and then and then the other area that there was a big gap was the onboarding, which is, is sort of just mentioned. Is yeah. that it was still good because the, the even the employee, the candidates gave a 40 percent of uh, got a score of 40 and, and the employers had. 76, so pretty high. Um, but that was the only gap that actually increased. Right. And that and, that's, and that was a positive gap for the employers because it was the employers who rated themselves a 40 and the candidates rated right. the higher at the 76. But that again goes what we've seen the past few years of employers indicating to us through the data that they feel like they have work to do at the onboarding stage, no matter how high the candidate ratings are. And and I think that that's that's valid. Mm -hmm. I think it that is. there's there is a lot of room for improvement yes. in in onboarding. And COVID has only exacerbated that situation because now instead of being able to hand somebody uh, a sweatshirt saying thank you for being in our orientation. It, it has to be a box that's delivered through the mail or well, through exactly. the delivery service or whatever. Right, right. right. And, it, and, and remember, I mean, think about when I'm, my candidate experience in, informs my early employee experience, right? And how I'm, if I'm hired, that is out of the gates, that could be potentially an early retention setter or a, a no-getter, really. It depends on what that what that experience is like. And, and when everything had to be virtualized for, again, 
we talk a lot about how you know everybody had to go remote. Well, it's not everybody though, right? Because we, professional hires in a lot of industries and a lot of companies, management, there's certain, that realm that we tend to always talk about a lot, but there's still a lot of individuals, hourly, um, the hourly population, a lot of people that had still be customer facing essential workers. That's right. a whole different world for them whole different world. that they experience and continue to experience, right? So we have to remember that too, that it's it's not all about everybody was able to go remote because that's not that's not the reality for, for a, a big swath of individuals. But again, the um the candidates just the 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 sentiment as well because we get a lot of comments open-ended comments commentary mm -hmm. the sentiment it was was very much the same although a little bit of an increase you know i'm we're bummed we didn't get to move on any farther but glad that you told me what it was going to happen and we saw that at a greater increase than we had seen in previous years because there's a lot of also in the commentary a lot of angry commentary too right i hate you right back. <laughs> i mean but but and that's normal for some of that feedback but it's those things but you're also looking for themes right i mean so uh, and and sure. one comment doesn't make a, a trend but multiple comments around a theme could mean something to the employer that they need that's another valuable part of the data that they get too Yes, for sure, that's true. And collecting open-ended data on that many people, my gosh, that's a daunting task. So, so, so we just have a few more minutes here. Sure. Sorry, um, what were some of the other takeaways? I, I know we that's talked about- That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> well, I think that, um, give you a couple more examples that uh, what was pretty clear is again, feedback is really important, not just asking for feedback, because we've been talking about that for a long time. And, and there are many organizations that whether they've participated in our benchmark research or not, who, who have invested in continuous feedback, right? Asking mm -hmm. candidates of only a handful of questions at different stages of the recruiting process of what that was is about. And they have been collecting that and that's important data for them to find. But it's the giving of feedback. So the, the giving of feedback, and this is usually we're talking about the folks that are at the finalist stage. You're not going to give feedback to somebody who applies and is completely unqualified. That's just not a reality, especially for companies of any hiring volume. So again, for those who are getting feedback, their positive, great experience goes up another 15%. We saw that in 2020. We saw that in previous in the previous year too, but it's it's always important to note because it, it's just little things that go a long way in candidate experience. We're not talking about major change management initiatives, even though it could involve, you know, maybe there's a new system you're implementing that's going to impact experience, but it's incremental changes around communication and feedback. And not only just giving feedback, job fit qualification feedback, assessments are being used a lot more as a screening tool for many organizations. In fact, coupling that even with the point of the application, not later down the line. Giving candidates feedback about what was learned from the assessment is not something that, that too many companies do, but mm -hmm. that positive experience actually it, was even higher. Highly valued, right? It is. 20% 20, 20 increase in the overall grade experience when they were given feedback about the assessment that they took. And that, and my point being is the thing that I think that we started seeing more last year than we had paid attention to in previous years is that it's not so much about just giving feedback it's the way that it's framed so if if you and these are always usually brief exchanges brief conversations it's not so much about this is why we're not hiring you we recommend you go do x y and z this is right. what and 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 listen your assessment said this we recommend you go do this get this I and mean, if there's a piece right. of, if recruiting teams can be and hiring managers as well can be a little bit more to be considered so valuable to the candidate. I'm telling My you, gosh. it goes miles or kilometers, depending on where you're at in the world, right? It goes, it goes a long way, just little incremental changes like that. So that was one of the other bigger things was the value of assessment feedback too. Yeah. Love that. Right, right. Uh, being, being, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kevin. And, yeah. and, and the earlier that 
that companies do it in the process, actually the better, which means, Ira, there's going to be higher numbers for people who are selling yeah. assessments. Yes. And the reason is that the company can begin to uh, weed out the ones that they're not going to be interested in earlier because they've got that assessment information earlier and don't have to waste so much time waste. That is exactly Invest right. so much time with That's candidates. Right. I mean, you're always going to have serial appliers on some, on some percentage of individuals that are going to apply to, they're never going to be qualified for your job. And, and, but if the, if you can get better align what the job description is, who you're hiring for and why. I mean, going back right. even that far, a better intake session with the hiring managers, really this is what we are looking for, right. including salary ranges in the job descriptions. That help You help self-select. People self-select out, right? Sure. Uh, I'm not even, even going to apply because this is not in my range or I, this is not going to be a job for me. Yeah, because companies make that mistake, Kevin, I think, because they – they, they say, do. well, we don't pull off who might actually take our job. But but in fact, they're shooting themselves in the foot right? because it means that they have to take the extra time to interview people who will yes. never take the job because it doesn't pay anywhere near correct. what they're looking yeah. for. And that's and I think that's important, too. So, I mean, there's and there's so many other variables that impact, again, what their what the eventual experience is and what that perception is. But we we find that the more transparency, the better expectation setting is always key. And when that's done throughout, I mean, another big jump, um, one of the last things I'll share, you know, 50 percent increase in a great experience when both recruiters as well as hiring managers, which I know is not always in the purview of the recruiters, no matter how much they're trying to get the hiring managers to play. Right. But if they tell those interview interviewees, these, these are in the next steps and I'm going to follow up with you here and they do it. Right. That's, that's a huge jump. In well, public. make promises and keep them. That's how right. we build trust, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great information, Kevin. Thank you yeah, so thank much. You. Thank you. Kevin, we're, yeah, I mean, what, it, it goes so fast and, and uh, we there, there's so much information here. Uh, how can people get a hold of you? How can they download these reports? And and I know the Talent Board offers webinars and, and other trainings and certifications and everything else. So Yeah, we, we got uh, everything that uh, that we do is at the, the, the talentboard.org. That includes the download our research, articles, workshops, webinars that we put on. We've got a new learning program that we're that's publicly available starting in March. It's a six-week professional development course. Lots more stuff that's coming, and you can find all that on our website. And how to participate in the research, too. Excellent. And okay. I know you just announced the, the candy. It's C-A-N-D-E. Yes, <laughs> short for candidate experience. Yeah, yeah. C-A-N-D-E. Um, can you uh, name some of the, the, the top the, the companies that, that, that won? Oh yeah. So it would, uh, New York Presbyterian, um, deluxe, uh, Lockheed yeah. Martin. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, those are some of the, I mean, and there's, in fact, if you go to the talentboard.org and you go to the, um, candy winners, uh, which is one of a part of the pull down menu, you can see all the companies that, have won year after year. And these are the companies that we publicly tout. Those who don't have the highest positive candidate ratings, we don't reference because it's confidential for them to get that benchmark research. But um, D2L, I, even iSIMS, who's in our space, right? They participate and they've been a candy winner, very high candidate experience. Optum, Sharp Healthcare, lots of healthcare that attends that. That's one of our biggest industries that participates every year. Colorado Springs Utilities, Inspire Brands. Um, a lot of restaurants under its fire brands and Bill Trust, Johnson & Johnson, the list goes on. But if you look at the list, you'll see at least the ones that we publicly name that have won our awards. It, it is a mix of, of across industries and companies big and small. Excellent. Right. I appreciate it. And, and thanks again for, for all the work that you do. Oh, uh, thank you. You know, certainly provides me a lot of content <laughs> and, and ammunition. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> to, be to go out there. It's always good to see you, Kevin. You're, yeah. you're welcome back anytime. I encourage everybody to go up and look at the talentboard.org, mm -hmm. uh, download some of the information. If you're looking for examples of what other companies are doing, how you can improve if you need to be led by example, um, 
you just got a list and, and there's a lot more up there. So thank you, Kevin. Uh, and, and HR professionals who are looking to improve their candidate experience, mm -hmm. this is a great resource for you. Absolutely. Thank you, Bob. Kevin. All right. Thanks. Thank All right. Thanks, Kevin. <sighs> well, another interesting show that went supersonically fast, right? Yeah, it, it always does. It always does. Hey, um, and we don't we we want to be able to talk about Clubhouse a little bit. So right. we're going to be able to we're going to cut away to a real quick break. We're going to uh, have our new sponsor uh, in Gomu. Yes. Uh, can you, um, Joyce? 30 seconds, how would you describe NGOMO? For <laughs> we know that people, young people in particular, want to learn and grow. And what we also know is that the most important device that they have are these cell phones. And this is a platform for learning, which is just on the cell phone, on mobile devices. It, it only works for for members on iPads and, and phones, uh, smartphones, uh, the Android or the iPhone. And the, it features over 80 coaches who are working in, in the health and wellness field, in the career development field, in the business development field, uh, all, all different areas to help individuals to learn and grow. And it's like it's it's getting group coaching at a very reasonable amount of money for uh, on an ongoing basis. So you're in classes and you're encouraged to grow, and and you can be on an unlimited number of the in the of learning communities mm -hmm. uh, with one small investment. Super. You will be hearing a lot more about that for the next. 12 Several. months <laughs> <laughs> um, and hopefully we'll have Al, uh, why not, uh, on uh, the show uh, yes. and time to talk about it as well. Right now, we're going to take a break. We want to thank everybody for listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Uh, if you're not part of Googleization Nation, uh, go to googleizationnation.com, uh, sign up for that, and we will be right back after hearing from our sponsors in GOMO and the Success Performance Solution, and then we're going to be talking about Clubhouse. Hiring top talent shouldn't be left up to the roll of the dice. And yet, that's exactly what many organizations do. They roll the dice, cross their fingers, and pray for a better outcome. Hiring the right employees the first time is much too important and way too costly to leave to a game of chance. Your employees and your customers deserve better. For 25 years, Success Performance Solution has been helping small and medium-sized businesses hire smarter. They offer pre-employment and leadership assessments from typing and data entry to C-suite competence. Whether it's production, sales, healthcare, call centers, or management, Success Performance Solutions can help. Visit their website at www.successperformancesolutions.com to schedule a free demo or call 800-803-4303. A lot of you might be feeling like you're standing in deep shift. But do you know what grows and rises out of deep shift? Opportunity. To successfully navigate the shift to the new normal, each of us must learn to rapidly adapt to the speed of change. Some of us are hardwired for this. Others, not so much. That's where Success Performance Solutions can help. Success Performance Solutions is now your AQ headquarters. Whether you are personally struggling with the next chapter in your career or wondering how ready your team is for fast, disruptive change, RAQ Assessment and Coaching will provide you a detailed, scientifically-backed roadmap to guide you into the new normal. Optimize your adaptability today. Contact Success Performance Solutions about evaluating your team's change readiness or joining our upcoming AQ Masterclass. Visit SuccessPerformanceSolutions.com or call us at 800-803-4303. Imagine being able to grow great employees and advance your emerging leaders with one small monthly investment. With the Ngomu app, you can support your employees in career development, health and wellness, and even personal development without spending a lot of effort to schedule and hold numerous trainings. With the efficient app, your employees will have access to dozens of coaches in groups and one-on-ones for whatever topic they need or want to work on anytime, anywhere. 
with your positive impact on your team by having access to over 80 coaches. Learn more at ngomu.com today. And there we are. And I, I forgot to mention that before we went on the break. I love their hashtag, be more. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a great hashtag. Uh, so we are at our ahead of the curve segment. Uh, and this uh, this time we're not talking with Joyce. Uh, we're going to be talking with Mike uh, Spermuli. So yes. here is our buddy, Mike. Hello. Nice to be back. Yeah. How are you doing, guys? We're, we're good. Good to have so, you back, Mike. Back and Happy New Year. So Thank no, you. I know I've got better. Our, our listeners have not. So we're on behalf of them, we're sending you a Happy New Year. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I mentioned Clubhouse the other day, and um, uh, my wife, uh, who you know, Michael. Uh, I do. It sounds like um, some pornographic site. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a clubhouse. What is you know? What's that? Um, it's not at all. Um, <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah, let, lest, lest anyone think that that's what we're peddling here. It is. It's not that at all. <laughs> right. Uh, and again, it is social media, um, but it's sort of on steroids because it's audible. Uh, so mm -hmm. you're able to interact and listen. So I mean, we're we're talking to the audience, and they certainly can come back and and communicate through comments. But this is this would be literally having anywhere from a handful to thousands of people in a room where we'd be able to chat. Um, but it's interesting because it's not, you know, we can do somebody say, hey, we can do that on Zoom. Well, you could, uh, except that now there's a little anonymity. You can just listen. You don't have to be being on Zoom all day long is tiring. It's exhausting. Oh, ever. Right. So now is you can communicate. Uh, you can be doing a walk. You can be exercising. You'd be doing something else and participating in this. So if, without me going too far, let's talk about what is Clubhouse. I know you've been a member of it a, a little bit. I, I just got in maybe a week. Yeah, I, I'm a veteran. I'm in I'm in three weeks. That's how <laughs> things move in the social media world. That is a veteran. <laughs> so Clubhouse apparently has been around for about a year or so. Yeah, last day. And they've been, I think it was. Yeah, they, and they've been building it and kind of tweaking it, and it's been behind the scenes. But you talk about businesses benefiting from the pandemic. I think the timing was just right for them. And before I even get in the clubhouse, I'll mention that I think all of us on this show have been around a while. We've seen it all. We've done it all. We've seen different social media platforms come and go. And I haven't ever really been excited about any of them until – I ran in the clubhouse. So currently a couple of things will get out of the way up front. Number one, it's only available on iOS at the moment. I'm sure that's going to change when I have no idea. So Android fans, sorry, but check back because they're going to be adding to that. I'm, I'm imagining once they open it up. The second thing is that clubhouse is invite only at the moment because they're still technically in beta, but the thing's growing by leaps and bounds every day. So if you're interested in Clubhouse, try to find someone who's on there and see if they will invite you. So that's actually part of the beauty of this system is that you have to be invited in and then it links in the bottom of your profile who brought you in there. And what that does is it psychologically ups the bar a little bit of the quality of people who you're interacting with because you have to use your real name. You can't spoof your name with a whole bunch of other different entities because it links to your cell phone. So there's a little bit of a check and balance system in place. So that's the mechanics. It's an app that runs on iOS. So it's on iPhone or iPad or on your Macs. And it is audio only. There is no messaging built into the app. There's app as far as texts. There's no video. The recordings are not saved, at least currently. That may change because they're, you know, tweaking with different features and, and what have you. But think of it this way. Imagine you're going to a conference and it could be a conference in whatever industry you're in. Let's say you're in the lawn care industry and you go to the annual conference and every conference has breakout rooms. Some of those rooms are going to be of zero interest to you. Others are going to be incredibly interesting. Well, the way Clubhouse is set up is you kind of walk through the hallway, that's what they call it, and you see the type of groups that are in place that are happening right now. And it's all real time and live. Hmm. Once you're on the platform, you can pop into any room that is public. They do have the ability to create private rooms, but there's a ton of public rooms out there ranging on every topic you can imagine from business development to how to use Facebook ads, to how to advertise on Google, how to be a leader, how to be a coach. 
And you could wander into that room and sit quietly and just soak in all the knowledge. Or if you have questions, you could virtually raise your hand and the speaker and the moderators will call you up onto the virtual stage where you can ask your question and then give you specific feedback related to that or just have a conversation. So there's a lot of potential here and, and I'll, I'll share some of the ways that I've been using it, but let me come up for air because, you know, I could probably go for the full 18 minutes here if I'm interrupted. So, so well, that was where I was going to lead Mike um, because I found a couple interesting sites and just for, you know, all things, social media, all, almost all think platforms like this immediately go to marketing. So yes, if you're interested in how can I improve my brand, my marketing, how can I use YouTube, uh, Twitter? I mean, you name it. There are groups that are there. Uh, th there is. But it's a, not just. It's not just that. There's, there's more to it. Right. Than, than I, that, I, and I that's where you're into going. A room on education. Mm -hmm. You know what was happening on education. There's a lot on climate control. Uh, there's a lot on the future of work. Uh, there's a lot on leadership. Um, there's a lot on careers. Uh, so it's almost of any interest. And then some are really specific of people have hobbies and or, or certain passions or interests. Um, but there are some high level conversations with a, a lot of very interesting people, knowledgeable people. There's a lot of uh, professors, there's deans of universities uh, that are participating in some of these conversations. Uh, and again, and then you, you, you have, uh, you know, the common person who's saying, Hey, how can I find the job? Or I just started a, a new business on, uh, uh, Shopify and I'm trying to figure out how to, how do I improve my ranking? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and the thing is you have the ability so that you're not inundated with stuff that is not of interest to you. You have the ability to tick off on a list what topics are of interest to you. And then the, the app will curate those in your hallway. So if you're not interested in, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the nut and bolt industry, for example, then you're not going to select that in manufacturing as being one of your interests, but there's everything in there. In addition to everything you mentioned, there's support groups for people in recovery. There are uh, meditation wow. groups anything under the sun. So yeah, the marketers tend to always get to a platform first. That's just the way it is. And then it starts to build out and you are able to see some of these sub niches that are in there. And it's, it's pretty amazing because there are people in there 24 seven, which is the last thing I need because yeah. if I ever want to talk to someone <laughs> at three in the morning, there's, there are people there. Well, out of curiosity, I would have popped in. You might, I, I used to be up at that time, but not anymore, but uh, Elon Musk, um, was on. The, yeah, he got he got panned. By the way, everyone said he yeah, was boring. Yeah. I didn't hear well, it. Well, I, I, well, the question was: Is was he going to come in stoned or not? Uh, but <laughs> uh, but when he when he came in, he was on at 10 p.m. Pacific time, mm -hmm. uh, 1 p.m. 1 a.m. A.m. Right. So I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't staying up for him. Uh, I was up, but I wasn't saying up for him <laughs> so, uh, to, to be there. But yeah, it goes around the clock. Uh, and, you know, I found that doing my walking or exercising or sometimes just looking for an interesting conversation. Um, and, and we're, we're, we're going to run out of time pretty quickly here. But what I wanted to, to share with other people is um, there are rooms that if you pitch, if you sell, you're mm -hmm. out. They will just cut you off. Yep. There are some rooms that allow it. But this is not to go on there, and then there's going to be a handful of people dominating. So Right. I, well, I, the, the, the other thing that I think it's important to mention in the remaining time we have is the vibe that I have gotten is this is a very helpful community, and people are willing to network. I had someone just now reach out to me via LinkedIn who saw and heard me on Clubhouse about, about asset, talking about assessments, and they said, hey, we should chat. That's social media working yeah. for me. I've never gotten that type of reaction from Twitter, Facebook, without putting out a ton of content and whatnot. So for people who are high Ds, for those of you who are disc literate in the audience, this is the app for you because you can turn it on when you want, get in there, contribute, listen, right. and then yeah. And it is about so it sounds like yeah. it sounds like their great tagline could be people helping people, huh? Yeah. That would fit. You know, and again, some rooms are not not all that you know cordial, but most of them, far and away, have been at least based on my experience. So, Mike, we're just about out of time. If somebody wants to find you in Clubhouse, what's your handle? Right, well, it's very easy. It's Spermuli, S P R E M U L L I, and I would encourage encourage folks to get an invite and get on there. If nothing else, just to secure your name. 
Uh, and uh, then you can start connecting and following people, and it's it's pretty intuitive and very easy to use. So yeah. and, and check for it anybody, out. yeah, if anybody wants to to uh, reach out to me or follow me, it's at Googleization Guy. So <laughs> <laughs> very appropriate. And I'm not on Clubhouse yet, but give me 24 hours. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You'll be on it by next week. We'll get you there. Hey, thanks, Mike. Um, hey, my pleasure. Always. I will look forward to whatever we're going to talk about next time. Maybe it'll be Clubhouse 2.0 or. Well, there's, yeah, there probably will be because it's moving so fast. You know, we'll, we'll see. And if your listeners want that, I'm happy to bring back yeah. some more goodies. Yeah, for sure. So thank you, Mike. Thank you, uh, Mike. Thank you. Part of it. Um, Joyce, there we are. Another wow. Wow. How quick can you go? <laughs> Um, appreciate again, blink and it's over, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't blink. Um, but that's a good thing. Uh, geeks, you're, you've been listening to geek skeezers and Googleization. Uh, thank you for being part of Googleization nation. If you're not part of it yet, please subscribe to Googleization nation.com. Uh, don't forget, uh, I, what your, uh, COVID-19, I just saw the Herman trend alert. Today. Uh, right. Yes. It, it came so out it, right. It was COVID nineteen winners, and at yes. the top was a way, a, a way to sign up for this subscription. Okay. So excellent. HermanTrendAlert.com. Right. Um, you Thank can you. Uh, get that and past issues. Um, for those who uh, enjoy listening on a podcast, uh, please subscribe and please rate. Please tell us what you like and uh, about the show. Uh, you can get us on Apple, Google iHeart, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, um, you, uh, Audible, you name it, we are there. Uh, I want to thank everybody again. Uh, thank you, Kevin Grossman. Thank you, the talent board, uh, for being part of it, uh, sort of leading the way on candidate experience. And, and thank you, Ira. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, until next week, don't let the shift hit your plans. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.